Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I am your caffeinated host, Josh Harris. Joining me on this humongous big 13-game slate is my partner in crime, Slim Cliffy. How you doing, Cliffy? Oh, not too bad. Um, weather started to turn the last couple days. Uh, we were talking in our in discord yesterday how last week it was like shorts and t-shirt weather and then this week we're uh digging out from snow and i see uh buffalo's gonna get uh walloped pretty heavily here but other than that uh not too bad wish the nhl would figure out their scheduling so we don't have two or three games one day and then you know 85 percent of the league playing the very next day but i guess they like their nfl scheduling so away we go yeah buffalo some parts of buffalo are gonna get four plus feet of snow <laughs> before thanksgiving good luck with that if you're in buffalo i don't know if our producer our producer mike sometimes who's with us he's in buffalo sometimes he's in philly if he's in buffalo godspeed capitan yeah get uh get those winter gloves and, and shovels out you're gonna need them yeah but yeah we have a monster 13 game slate tonight the slates just for the next week are just bananas like 13 games tonight three tomorrow like 10 on Saturday, nothing really on Sunday. Then Monday, it's like 14. Tuesday, there's nothing. Wednesday is 15. Thursday is nothing. Friday is four. Let's figure it out. Just make some medium-sized slates. Let's do that. Instead, now we are now we have to talk at like 38x speed just to get 13 games in in under 55 minutes. But I mean, I, I, I get why they do it, kind of. Like you want that Wednesday night game in, in on ESPN or whatever to be kind of like a featured matchup. But, man... If it's St. Louis and Chicago, <laughs> like I'll just I, I'll I, like with Buffalo Ottawa going on at the same time, I just watch Buffalo Ottawa instead. Yeah, I'd rather watch paint dry than watch the Hawks, you know, for the Blues or whatever. But as uh, our good pal S. Goodman in, says in the chat, please give us a like and subscribe to keep up with all of our shows, DFS offers, giveaways, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Helps us bring you free content. Also, I have a big ego to go along with my big head. And I want to have, yeah, Cliffy agrees. It's a massive noggin. We, I want, we want a lot of likes for this show because it makes us look good. And I like looking good. But yeah, once you subscribe, make sure you hit that notification button when to let you know when the shows go live. It's easy. So it's a click, click of your mouse. But uh, yeah, we have to, you know, Start getting through this slate because we have 13 games. We have a prompt exit today because we have some no house advantage, not knee house advantage, no house advantage, no house advantage shows coming up after us. Let's get into the slate. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with a 2.3 total going into Boston. The Bruins have a 3.8 total. Carter Hart, Linus Olmark confirmed. Boston won. Old Boston won. Back together. Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. They are $24,700 on DraftKings. That is expensive. Taylor Hall with Krejci and DeBrusque on line two. 
Uh, Scott Lawton up to the top line with Hayes and Konechny. Tippett with Cates and McEwen. Uh, Joel Farabee down on the third line. This is an unbelievably good spot for Boston 1 here. They are the most expensive uh, line on the board. There are some minute concerns here. They've only played 17 or 18 minutes the past two or three games. What are you doing here at Boston 1 tonight? It's really tough uh, to kind of figure out what to do because this is arguably the best line and arguably the best spot on the entire slate. Uh, but there are 25 other teams playing. Um, you know, it's not that they can't get there. Don't get me wrong. Um, their last 700 minutes of that old Boston one line together, 4.3 goals per 60 minutes at five on five. Um, having everybody back together on the power play um, should honestly help. The Hayes and Travis Konechny line uh, on the other side for the Flyers, um, 3.4 expected goals against, 4.7 actual goals against this year. Just not very good defensively. Like, I think adding Scott Lawton there might make them a bit better defensively. I just don't know how much he'll help them offensively, and that's kind of what we care about uh, for DFS. So, like, I, I don't think I'm playing anything on the flyer side here, um, especially, you know, that second line's been kind of messed up. Like, I just real quick, like on the flyers, like I, you know, I think Noah Cates has been moved up um, to the top PP unit, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, he's only 3K. I guess that's fine. But Boston tends to have a, a pretty good penalty kill, even if they, you know, are above average by time shorthanded. They have been fairly undisciplined so far this season. It's just what to do with that Boston top line. And I mean, there are ways you can make that top line uh, a little bit cheaper, right? Like I think David Krejci got some power play one time with them last game. So maybe you could take out Martian and put in Krejci. Um, you know, maybe you could take out Bergeron and put in Charlie McAvoy for the power play exposure, do something like that. Because um, there are only so many decent lines that you can kind of fit with them um, at that price. Uh, like you're talking, you know, maybe a couple of the Seattle lines, Um here today um you know maybe some depth florida um maybe some depth minnesota with the way that they reorganize their lines you know the kid line for the rangers like there's only so many spots you can go and none of them are really you know fantastic smash spots so you're really banking on you know that boss top line effectively putting up like 100 dk points or something like that it's just it is a a lot to ask um like Boston one is at the top of our list on our top stacks tool for a reason. This is the best line and the best spot on the slate. It's just really, really hard to fit them in with another decent stack. So I think in single entry, you can kind of uh, just kind of move along, um, play them if you want, if you have a good stack or maybe a couple, a nice duo you like, or something like that to go with them, go right ahead. Um, I just find that they're, Honestly, really too expensive here, especially with the way Carter Hart's been playing. Yeah, he's had a couple bad games this year, but largely he's been really good. And unless Boston really pounds them, um, it, it's hard for them to reach value at that price. So, um, I like Boston too is in a good spot, and they're not really carrying that much ownership. Um, the Boston second line coming in about one percent, and they're much more manageable. And um, you'll probably get uh, at least one of Krejci or DeBrusque on the top power play unit, probably Krejci. Um, so that's one way you can go. It's still a really good matchup for them. They're probably going to play roughly as many minutes as the top line. No, they're not as good as them, but, um, that Boston second line has been pretty good this year, uh, with Taylor Hall and David Krejci there. So I, I don't even mind sliding down to Boston two here. Um, if you're going to play Boston one, I, I like, I would just be real sure that you have a, a nice secondary stack that you like with them. It's kind of my only advice in this game. They're just so expensive. They're kind of in a league of their own. Yeah, it's. I I still don't know what I'm doing with Boston one yet. I want to play them. I've been messing around with Boston one and Charlie McAvoy, messing around with leaving McAvoy off. I have a hard time leaving one of the the line the guys off that top line because they're an elite line. If you leave someone off, you're always it always feels like you're gonna get burned by them. But it is the ultimate question question that we can't answer for you. If you're comfortable with something, play them. Uh, if you want to fade them and Hope they don't break the slate. Go right ahead. I think playing them is fine. You just, you know, find yourself a nice secondary stacks. And there are a bunch of cheap goalies, so it is a bit more possible. So, I don't know. The biggest concern for me is them only playing 17 minutes. Can they get there in 17 minutes? Absolutely. But do I want to pay over 24000 for 17 minutes? 
Another question that needs to be answered. Let's move to the blue line. Charlie McAvoy running that top power play unit, 5,200. I think he's perfectly acceptable. He's been playing 22-plus minutes in his three games since coming back, and now he's on the top power play. Um, nothing really else on the Boston side. On the Flyer side, just Sandheim maybe for some shot blocks. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same, especially on FanDuel. Sandheim's price on FanDuel is, I think, is pretty reasonable. I'll mention Hampus Lindholm. I know he's still expensive because what he did earlier in the season with McAvoy out, but he's been playing about 25 minutes a game since McAvoy returned. Like, he's still been their number one defenseman. He's just not on the top power play. So, uh, you know, if you want to get a, a, what I think should be a lower on defenseman, I honestly don't mind playing Lindholm in this matchup. Let's move on to the next one. New Jersey Devils with a three total heading into Toronto. The Maple Leafs have a 3.5 total. Vitek Vanacek is probable. Matt Murray confirmed for the Leafs. When I saw the Devils lines, I feel like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. He can't keep getting away with this. He keeps Tatar, Heischer, Zetterland. Then he moved. He split up Bratton, Hughes. Now the second line is Eric Halla, Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer. Third line of Yegor Sharon Govich. Jesper Bockwist, Jesper Bratt, the yes spy on the third line here. Leafs going with Bunting, Matthews, Nylander, Kerfoot, Tavares, Marner. Bunting finally had a big game the last time out. That second line did well. Their minutes weren't great. Not too much ownership here on either side. I was kind of interested in playing Hughes Bratt, but that got blown up by Lindy Ruff. Thanks, Lindy. The Leafs. What do you what like? What do we do with the Leafs? Like they're not getting tremendous ownership for a thirteen game slate. Matthews only coming in around ten percent. I don't know. Like, I guess they're fine, but they don't really excite me. Yeah, the one thing um, I don't think I mentioned the last time we had the Leafs on the show is that when Matthews and Nylander are skating together, they kind of have a little bit of an issue finishing, um, which isn't like I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's not a huge surprise because, you know, Mitch Marner is an excellent playmaker. Um, Nylander's not quite to his level. Um, but just this season in 50 minutes together for that Toronto top line with Nylander and Matthews together, 3.8 expected goals for um, just two and a half goals, uh, actual goals for uh, at five on five. Um shooting about seven percent but that's something that persisted before the season in the in the last couple seasons they played over 300 minutes together great expected goals numbers 4.1 expected goals per 60 minutes only 2.2 actual goals per 60 minutes shooting six percent now you know even 300 minutes together isn't a massive sample but um at a certain point like are you going to keep paying these high prices and just hoping that the shooting percentage uh eventually turns around like Against such a good defensive team as New Jersey, whose goaltending has really, you know, rebounded since the first, you know, two or three games of the season. Um, I think I'm out on Toronto one. I'm probably going to be out on Toronto two as well. Um, you know, New Jersey doesn't um, doesn't really take a lot of penalties. So that really hurts John Tavares here. Like a lot of his value this year has come from the power play, specifically power play goals. Um you know, and Toronto's not drawing a tre- tremendous amount of power plays, so uh, we don't have that to rely on either. Like, Toronto only gets two or three power plays here tonight. Um, that I, I don't think that's good for John Tavares. Um, I, like, I guess, if anything, like, I might play the Hughes-Mercer duo. I just don't know how exactly they're going to do the line matching now. Um, I, like, I think they split up Hughes and Bratt to get Hughes away from top competition of the opposition, like, hoping they would, you know, opposing teams would start putting them out against his year. We'll find out if that happens tonight. We have no idea. Like, quite honestly, there's just like in a single entry here tonight, there's nothing that really excites me on both sides. And it feels weird to say, but you just have to look at the numbers over the last few years with Marner playing with Tavares and Nylander playing with Matthews. They're just not nearly as good as the other way around. That like these, the lines, the original lines had a rough three weeks and they just blew them up. Um, and they're like, I, I don't think they care if they win games three, two, like they did against Vancouver. I, I, and that's bad for DFS. Um, they just need to win games. So I don't care. Like, I think these lines are better defensively, but I don't think, I think they're worse offensively. Um, and that kind of worries me, especially where you're not getting much of an ownership discount 
on either line. So, like, Nico Hischier has been shooting a lot lately. Uh, him and Thomas Tatar and Fabian Zetterlin have been an excellent line together. Um, they're not that expensive, coming in at about 1% ownership. I think that's honestly where I would go here is hit like a two-man of Hischier and Zetterlin or Hischier and Tatar or something like that. Um, but quite honestly, with the way that these two teams have, have, have assigned their lines for tonight, um, there's just really not a lot I like. Yeah, and that'd be a galaxy brain move by Lindy Ruff. I wouldn't throw past him spring his two best his best duo. So Hughes doesn't get top comp. That's just galaxy brain from Lindy Ruff. Yeah, I kind of agree. This game just screams, you know, MME for me. My one to three, I probably won't have anything from this game. But at least from the skaters, I kind of like some D-men here. Let's get to that blue line. I think, you know, Mark Giordano, 3K, playing big minutes is fine. Jordy Ben up to 3,500 after back-to-back good DFS games. On the devil side, I like Graves and Marino. Yeah, I agree with Giordano. He's probably one of my favorite 3K and under plays on DraftKings here tonight. Uh, minutes plus New Jersey shoots a lot. So, you know, put up eight blocks, I think, in his last game. Yep. I don't think he's going to do that again, but he's definitely a threat for the blocks bonus. I agree. Uh, with Ryan Graves as well. Like, I kind of want to play Rasmus Sandin as a punt at 2,500, but he's not really getting many minutes. Like, I think he's playing well, at least from the Leafs game I've watched. Don't tell Leafs fans that because they always seem to really against them. He seems like he's playing well, um, him, and Lil- him and Lilligren as a pair, but they're just not getting a lot of minutes. I guess he's fine if you need, a like, a true 2,500 punt, but I'm not targeting him specifically. Yeah. Uh, there's a $2,500 punt that I prefer over Lasmus because he gets more minutes. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Calgary Flams. When they're playing bad, they're the Flams. When they're playing good, they're the Flames, although they broke out kind of a little bit. The last game, they're going into Tampa. The Lightning have a 3.3 total. Markstrom probable. Vasilevsky confirmed. Flames didn't skate this morning, so... Hopefully the Muppet doesn't do too much crazy stuff. It is a 7 p.m. Eastern start, so we, we will find out warm-ups. I have a sneaking suspicion that we might see Huberdeau up on the top line for the home to Foley. That being said, Ruzichka has looked pretty good up there. Without knowing the lines, it's kind of hard. There isn't much ownership on the Flame side anyway. Not much ownership on the Tampa side here. Tampa 1 has looked good. They're fully correlated. Markstrom has not been very good this season. Any interest in Tampa one? Yeah, that was this is one of the top lines that I kind of have targeted. I wrote about them in a ye old uh, DFS picks article up at stochastic.com. Um, free for anybody to read if they want to head over there. I talk about a bunch of individual players and some of the stacks. Um, Tampa Bay one being one of them for a couple different reasons. One, ice time. Lately for Tampa had been a concern, but they all played uh, monster minutes in their last game. So hopefully that's a trend of uh, things to come and not getting back to the 18, 19 minutes or whatever they were playing before that. Um, Two, the way Tampa runs their lines is that Kucherov and point duo goes out against the second line from the opposition. And that means Kadri Manjipani here tonight. Um, as we've mentioned a couple times on the show, Kadri Manjipani have been playing well offensively, but they've been allowing a lot um defensively uh going back the other way so i i think this is a spot where tampa can kind of get the better end of the matchup with point kucherov and hagel um you know 3.2 expected goals against for kadri manjapani in 110 minutes together this season um that's not very good and as you mentioned marstrom hasn't been good so um that could lead to some goals against here tonight and the third part um Calgary's at 4.0 time shorthanded per game amongst uh, the league leaders. Uh, And Tampa Bay is at 4.1 power play opportunities per game. I think that's first in the league. and might be second um, as of today. I forgot to double check. But either way, Calgary, one of the most penalized teams in hockey. Uh, Tampa Bay um, draws among the most power plays in the league. So, Tampa one gets a good matchup of five on five. They could get uh, a fair bit of power play time here tonight, especially where they're perfectly correlated. As you said, Markstrom not playing well. Um, I honestly kind of like Tampa one uh, quite a bit here tonight. And uh, according to our top stacks tool, um, Tampa one coming in about 2% own 2%, 3% uh, over on DK um, about the same over on FanDuel. 
Um, it is there are 26 teams on the slate, but I think this is a a, a fairly good matchup for that Tampa top line um, in a game with with a 3.3 home total. Um, I think Tampa one is is what I'm focusing on most here. Yeah, the one Flames line maybe I'll have an MME is if Huberdeau does go back to that top line with Lindholm and Toffoli. Now, they'll probably get the Nick Paul line, which isn't a very good matchup, but fully correlated on the top line against a team that struggled on the PK. I definitely have them in my MME mix, but we have to wait and see lines. Let's move to the blue lines here. Mikhail Sergachev still running that top power play unit at 6,300. That's a yes for me. Victor Hedman still overpriced for what he does now at 6,900. I'll pass there. Don't mind Ian Cole, actually. He's been playing pretty big minutes. 3,600, like, it's not going to kill you. There might be better options at that price. But if you're into, like, correlating Tampa 1 with Ian Cole and you can't get the Sergachev, or you can't get the Sergachev, Sergachev, and you want to put in Cole, I think that's fine. On the flame side, Chris Tanev for some shot blocking. Maybe Wegar at 4,800, but that's about it. Yeah, I'd say Tanev is the only guy on DK I really have interest in from the Calgary side. Um, Wegar is 4,500 on FanDuel. I think that's very reasonable for a price over there. Uh, like on DK, there's just not a lot amongst the defensemen I like. It's like Cole's fine at 3,600, but it's basically just shot blocks or nothing. So not a ton of defensemen I like here. Yeah, not great. Let's move on to the next one. Dallas Stars with a 2.9 total. Excuse me, heading into Florida. The Panthers have a 3.7 total. Scott Wedgwood confirmed for the Stars. Sergei Bobrovsky confirmed for the Panthers. Uh, Florida running back their lines the same as last game. Uh, same lines for the Stars. Stars won. They're 18-4, which is reasonably cheap for them. They're fully correlated. They're getting a little over 7% ownership in our top stacks run. I think they're fine. They always have those minutes concerned, but Florida is such a high event team that I think Dallas one's in play. On the flip side, like Florida is getting lower ownership. They have they have Wedgwood in net. Florida one is very expensive now, but I th- I mean they're an excellent line. I, I I like Florida one here tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... Even 22K, like that 22K on DraftKings, that's definitely expensive, but um, you can still fit in other decent pieces with them. And the nice thing um, about Florida is that, you know, if you don't want to pay 6K for Verhage, um over on DraftKings, um, you know, seven all the way up to 7,800 on FanDuel is you can sub in Sam Reinhardt for additional power play exposure. Dallas is still one of the most penalized teams um, in the NHL. Uh, so far this season and Florida um, drawing the fourth most power plays of any team in the league. So Florida could get a lot of power play opportunities here. Now Dallas has a good PK, but as you mentioned, it's Wedgwood and net, not Ottinger. Um, and that's uh, fairly important. Sam Reinhardt's ice time has declined since they've kind of messed around with their lines. Since he moved with Ryan Lomberg, um, 1557, 1534, 12 minutes um, in their last game. Like that kind of sucks, but um, if, if you're looking to save money, like, um, you know, like I said, taking Verhage off and putting Reinhardt on for that power play exposure in a matchup where they could see a lot of power plays is something I like. So, yeah, that Florida top line, um, probably one of the top lines I might like the most here tonight. Like, I know, I know it's easy to say when they're at home, and, but, um, and they're reasonably expensive, but uh, really good leverage on them tonight, usually good ice time. Um, playing exceptionally well together five uh expected goals for two expected goals against for 60 minutes uh in 90 minutes together they've been just absolutely unreal um i do like florida one quite a bit here tonight but i think something i might do is take off uh verhage and put in Reinhardt. i think you can even take off kachuk and put in reinhardt if you want to save even more money um because verhage has been shooting the puck a lot of late but yeah florida one uh i do like quite a bit here I don't think I'm uh, like Dallas. I don't think there's a lot on this side that I like. Um, the top lines coming in with reasonable amounts of ownership, like more than Florida. Um, you know, like I said, the Florida top line has been very good defensively this year. Um, 
I just don't think that this is a great spot for, you know, Dallas one on the road. Uh, no complaints if you want to play him because the price is reasonable enough. Um, but it's the Florida side I like a lot more here. And, you know, even though Sam Reinhardt's minutes have been kind of nuked, he's still shooting a lot. So uh, maybe some sort of Florida power play stack instead. Yeah. And if you're concerned about Verhage's price, like you mentioned, you know, add in Reinhardt or if you want to leave off for Hagen add in Ekblad. I think that's fine. And let's get to that blue line. Ekblad's price is still broken. He's 4,900. We've seen him up in the 8Ks at times. He's been playing big minutes. He's running the power play with Montour. Like at 4,900, I think you play Ekblad here. You want to play Montour as well. That, that'd be a nice way to get very different. Um, other than that, you know, I think Forsling's an interesting mid-range if you're in that range, but like it's hard to get to Forsling when you can play Ekblad for 500 less. <laughs> on on the Dallas side, there just isn't much that I want to play. Yeah, I'll just one additional name is Essa Lindell. He's projecting pretty well, and he tends to put up good block shots. And Florida's one of the uh, you know most shot-heavy teams in the league, so maybe Lindell can get you the block bonus there on DK for under three thousand. For sure. As we mentioned at the top, we are sponsored by BetMGM, and we have an excellent deal for you. You can get two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum for free and up to a $1,000 risk-free bet when you sign up, make a deposit, make your first paid wager at BetMGM. It is so easy. You click the link in the description. You either sign in with your Osmo or Stochastic account, or you make one. Then you make a BetMGM account, and depending on how much you want to bet, you can deposit. It has to be a minimum of $10, but up to $1,000 risk-free. Just follow the instructions in the link in the description. If you need help, you can always shoot me a DM. I will help you. Um, yeah, this is a no-brainer deal. Like, it is one of the best deals I've ever read on this channel. So please take advantage of it. I don't know what you're waiting for. So let's move on to the next one. Carolina, or excuse me, Colorado Avalanche with a 2.8 total. Possibly the lowest Colorado total I've ever read in my life. Heading into Carolina, the Hurricanes have a 3.1. Pavel Francuz, that's not how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it, is 6,900 and confirmed. Auntie Ranta, probable, 7,800. I guess that total is low on the Av side because their depth is a mess with all the injuries. Um, Nishushkin is still out. Um Landeskog obviously is still out. Second line, New Hook, Evan Rodriguez, and Martin Sauerkaut. Uh, not exactly the best second line you've ever seen in your life. That top line is still very nice. They are very expensive. They're almost 24K on the road. McKinnon's 9,800. This isn't the best matchup for them. Carolina has an excellent penalty kill. So, I mean, like, if you do like Boston 1, but you want a little bit lower ownership. I think Colorado one is fine. I just would rather play Boston one, but if you want to get a little contrarian in your MME mix, I think Colorado is fine. Interesting. Interestingly enough, I think the line matching is kind of important in this game. I want the Carolina line that is going to avoid that top line and get the depth matchups. What are you seeing? Yeah. I mean, I assume Jordan Stahl is going to take a fair bit um, of that McKinnon matchup, McKinnon, Lekkinen, and Rantanen. Um, you know, they do play massive minutes and Colorado and sorry, Carolina's penalty kill, you know, like we've talked about last year was super elite this year. Um, not nearly as good. The problem I think with playing Colorado here tonight is they're only a few hundred dollars cheaper than Boston. And I would just rather play Boston, the Boston top line in the same matchup at, you know, relatively you know Boston one probably gonna have a little bit higher ownership but I don't think that matters that much on a 13 game slate like if you're gonna pay nearly $24,000 for a line I would just take Boston um that's the problem with Colorado here so I don't think there's much on the Colorado side I like man these lines for Carolina are just really grinding my gears um Stefan Nason um looks to be playing with Aho and Natchez I went back and looked at Aho and Natchez together without either Teravinen or Svechnikov on their line, and the numbers aren't really that good. Um, 2.2 expected goals for, 2.2 expected goals against per 60 minutes, 2.1 actual goals for. Sebastian Ajo shooting less this year than he's typically been. Um, now, they're all power play one, and Colorado's penalty kill has really struggled this year as they've lost some players. So 
I, like, I don't mind Carolina one as kind of like a power play stack type. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Especially where they're really not coming in with much ownership, like just 1% to 2% by our top stacks tool. So, like, I don't mind Carolina 1 here, but, I like, I just I, I have a real problem with relying on basically Nate just kind of carrying Stefan He's in a 5-on-5. Like, do I want to pin my uh, DFS nights on that? So it would probably be Carolina 2 that I would look to. Um, you know, I think you can leave Kakanian you know, off and just do a two-man of, like, Sveshnikov and Jarvis. Like, those guys will get a lot of the second and third lines from from uh, Colorado. So um, it's probably uh, Carolina 2 that I like more here. But uh, quite honestly, I think this is a game where I'm not stacking any lines. I'm just taking one-offs, like – Maybe a one-off Aho, a one-off Sveshnikov. Uh, you know, we'll get to defensemen like Brent. Maybe a one-off Brent Burns. I think you can one-off, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon here tonight. Um, I just don't see with the line combinations and the line matching here. I just don't see it as a great stacking game. So I'll probably look elsewhere. Yeah, this is like probably an MME fest for me. Like if I was Jake, which I'm not, I'm better looking, but. If I was, I'd probably start getting here outside of 20 lineups. But, you know, it is what it is. Let's move to the blue line. Not too much on the Colorado side. If you want to play McCarr, like, if you're in that range, that's fine. Devin Tays probably, you know, has a – going to be busy blocking some shots. Carolina is a pretty high-volume team. On the Carolina side, it's probably Bar- Brett Pesci for me or, or Burns one-off. Yeah, I think Pesci is a pretty good value. Um, I did bring up Brent Burns because he does like to shoot on the power play. And as I mentioned, Colorado's penalty kill, not very good. So I think Brent Burns is one of those six to seven K defensemen here tonight that I wouldn't mind having in my lineup. But like I said, not stacking anything out, right? So you don't have to put him in the power play stack or anything. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to the next one. Montreal Canadiens with a 3.2 total heading into Columbus. The Blue Jackets have a 3.3 total. Samuel Montembeau. Junis Corpisalo confirmed. For some reason, Corpisalo is 7K at home, and Dikembe Montembeau is 8.1 on the road. Classic DK mix-up there. Um, this game is a circus. So many injuries on the Blue Jackets side that Marcus Bjork is the power play quarterback. I don't know. Like Again, like Columbus top line fully correlated on the power play. They're getting some ownership here because this is a very good power play spot. I just don't know if I'm going to get there. Uh, this team's so banged up. On the flip side, Montreal top line getting about 3% is is another good matchup here. I just – I don't know. Like, we've talked about it ad nauseum the past few slates. Like, their shooting percentage is just so high that eventually it's going to come crashing down. And they're not very cheap. So, I don't know how much I'm going to get from this game. Yeah, um, like I know what you're saying by a good power play spot because Montreal's penalty kill has struggled at times, but Columbus doesn't really take a lot of, doesn't draw a lot of power play. Sorry, they're last in the league in that regard. So like I don't want to, you know, take a relatively highly owned uh, Columbus top line. We have them coming in about, um, you know, easily into the double digits. Um, I don't really want to rely on that power play here. Like, the top line is going to match up against the Doc line. And as we've mentioned, um, Doc has made that line much better defensively. Um, it, that is a concern for me uh, with Columbus, with that ownership. So, like, I'll just say I'm out on Columbus here. Um, in Like, I'm not stacking any other lines. Um, it would be the top line, if anything. I just think there's going to be too much ownership uh, for me to really rely on Columbus. 
uh, here. On the Montreal side, like I kind of agree with you, Montreal one getting a little bit expensive. I think they're fine to use um, because the ownership's fine. Uh, but it's Montreal two that I kind of like here. It's that Hoffman, Dvorak, Gallagher line. Now, nobody outside of Nick Suzuki really plays heavy minutes. So, you know, Hoffman might, you know, Hoffman might play 14 or 15 minutes. Same thing with Brendan Gallagher. They've been really good. 3.1 expected goals for uh, so far this season together. Four and a half actual goals for. Um, they were generating a lot of offense when they were put together um, in the second half of last season after Martin St. Louis took over. Um, both Hoffman and Brandon Gallagher are shooting a lot. Like, despite um, only playing 13 to 15 minutes, like, they each have shot bonuses on DraftKings in their last five games. So, like, they can get to the shot bonus even playing just 14 minutes. So, um, you know, I think, like, a two-man of, like, Hoffman and Gallagher uh, is just fine or just one-offing Hoffman or Gallagher here. I think it's that Montreal second line that I like best in this game. Yeah, and if you're trying to jam in Boston power play, which is very expensive, it's ugly, but you could do a two-man of Evgeny Dadnoff and Sean Monaghan. They're 5,500 for the two of them. They're on the top power play. Columbus I, just, I would watch that. Dadonov got replaced on the power on the last power play last game with Hoffman. And um, I, I like I saw a lot of beat writers talking about Dadonov's game, so I, like, I think that might be a permanent thing. Okay. Um, I guess we'll find out tonight. But I mean, you're not stacking for the Montreal power play. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So just, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you're if beggars can't be choosers when Boston power play stacking, you're going to have to go dumpster diving. And there's never really good options when you're dumpster diving. Um, yeah. It's called dumpster diving for a reason. Let's move to the blue line on the Edmonton or Edmonton on the Montreal side. Just nothing that sticks out like the prices aren't great on the uh columbus side marcus bjork running the top power play 3300 i think he's going to get ownership i i just i don't know the guy i'm looking at is gavin bayreuther he's min price he's probably going to play 18 to 20 minutes for min price he probably it's probably fine i mean i think it's gavrikov for me that i like in this game i think he He's played like 26 minutes on average in the three games since all their injuries. And he played 28 minutes in their last game. Like, um, even though Montreal doesn't shoot a ton, I think Gavrikov's definitely in line for a block bonus on DK here tonight. 3,900 is a little expensive, but for what should be heavy minutes, I don't mind it. Yeah, good call there. Let's move on to the next one. Washington Capitals, 3.2 total heading into St. Louis. The Blues have a 3.2. Charlie Lindgren, probable. Blues played last night with Bennington, so it's probably going to be Tomas Grice. <sighs> the Blues. They scored like they scored five goals yesterday. Nothing from the top line of Buchnevich, Thomas Tarasenko. I don't know, man. This game is just – I don't know if I want to get to the Blues on a back-to-back on a 13-game slate, but their prices keep coming down. They're about 2-3%. I think they're fine in MME. The, man, the, the Capitals' lines are just – an absolute circus. If anything, I'd probably just power play stack and call it a day. Yeah, I kind of like, I think it's that Buchnevich line that I do like the best. I mean, that might seem kind of obvious considering, you know, there is a sample going back to last year, them being pretty good together. They are perfectly correlated uh, on the power play. But the other part of it is, is that with Ryan O'Reilly taking the Ovechkin matchup, uh, Thomas Tarasenko and Buchnevich are going to see a lot of that Dylan Strom, Sonny Milano line, I think. And you'll be shocked to hear this, but a Dylan Strom, Sonny Milano line has not been very good defensively. No, <laughs> together. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Milano and Strom, both good offensive players, but um, you know, these guys aren't very good defensively. And even with Connor theory there, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Um, my concern with that St. Louis line is Pavel Buchnevich really hasn't been shooting this year. Um, I don't think he has more than two shots in a game in his last five or six games or something like that. And just overall in the season, just not a lot. So, you know, I you you definitely want to include all three, I think. But if you're going to take one off, I think it would take Buchnevich off. But, you know, 3.6 expected goals for per 60 minutes for that St. Louis second line. They've been starting to play better over their last handful of games. Not that they were playing super poorly at the start of the year, but playing better. Pretty good matchup against that Washington second line. The Washington penalty kill, um, honestly, not that great. Um, I think it's Buchnevich, Thomas Tarasenko for me in this game. Yeah, I mean, 
you mentioned Washington penalty kill not great. I think if you're in the range, I don't mind Jordan Cairo as a one-off, but like nothing truly excites me from this game. On the blue line, nothing truly excites me here. I guess like Nico Mikola played a lot of minutes last night. That's like the only positive I can say about the blue liners in this game. Martin Fairvery, 3,100, probably shot blocking, but that's really about it. Yeah, uh, Mikola, if Colton Pareko doesn't play, I think they called him officially a game-time decision for tonight. I mean, it would suck to have Mikola in and then see Pareko playing, and, you know, half the games have already started. Now you're scrambling for a $2,500 punt, but if you want to risk it, I don't mind Mikola. And, and if Pareko's out, Falk's probably going to play 25 to 30 minutes here tonight. Um, could put up a lot of peripherals. He is, he is expensive, but... Just want to mention that um, in case you're looking for somebody, in case break goes out. But again, we're not going to find out till warm-ups. Yeah, that's true. And it's not a 7.30 lock so, or a 7 p.m. lock, so that's a bit dicey. But, if you you know, risk it for the biscuit. Did you know we have a premium betting Discord? I bet you didn't. So let me tell you about it. You can gain access to all of our betting experts in our premium Discord by clicking the link below. It's in the description. Use that link to get your first week of access for free then it's just 9.95 afterwards what do you get you get you know obviously get that first week for free everyone loves free bunch of the guys who you see on these shows have their premium betting channels uh they give you bets every day it, you get live bets you have a great community sweat games with and you know sweat bets with which is always fun um or miserable that's why i don't have any hair you know but you get access to the best data-driven minds in the game. So why not do it for free? Test it out. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it afterwards. But if you do, it's only $9.95 afterwards. And most of these guys are plus EV on their betting. So get after it. Let's move on to the next game, which is a five and a half total, which don't exist anymore in today's NHL. Yet here we are, New York Islanders with a 2.7 total heading to Nashville. The Predators have a 2.8 total. Another game where they they flopped, flip flopped the goalie pricing. Ilya Sorokin, eighty two hundred on the road confirmed. UC Saros, seven K at home confirmed. Don't really like much from both sides now. If you are into stacking Boston with Charlie McAvoy, one of the lines you will find yourself deciding about is that Nashville second line of Nita Ryder, Rijo, and Matt Duchesne. Actually, don't mind them. They're getting a little bit more ownership than I would like. On the Islander side, I don't think I'd full-on stack anything. There might be some one-offs that I would want to take bits and pieces from. Yeah, I do want to mention that uh, Niederreiter, Johansson, Duchesne line because they have broken up the top power play unit. You know, Duchesne and Forsberg are not on the same power play unit. Oh, my God. John anyways, absolute donkey for DFS. <laughs> anyways, that Nashville second line um, – the line was Matt Duchesne tends to be a little bit better offensively. I, I don't know why. It's not like Philip Forsberg is a bad player. Um, it's just Duchesne, really good both a playmaker and a goal scorer for as much as he struggled scoring at times this year because of his shooting percentage. They've been pretty high event um, so far this season, that Nashville second line. And they're going to catch that Beauvillier uh, and Lee line. Beauvillier, Lee, and Nelson line from the Islanders. And I mean, even going back to last year, that has not been a good defensive line for New York. Just this year alone, 3.4 expected goals against, three actual goals against per 60 minutes. Now they're scoring a lot because they they do trade chances. They're kind of like that Nashville second line themselves. Um, But I think that makes it a reasonably decent matchup for Nashville too. It's just, yeah, they're coming in with a lot of ownership, right? Yeah. half a percent top two stack percentage against 4% ownership by our top stacks tool. But that is the line that I do like best in this game. I guess it would be both second lines, um, whether it's um, Nelson Lee and Beauvillier or that Duchesne line. I think both second lines, I think you're going to see a lot of high event hockey when they're on the ice. So I think it would be one or the other, depending on the, on the salary needs uh, of your build here tonight. Yeah. This, this game is an MME thing or if you're trying to jam in Boston with McAvoy then you can use that Duchesne line which I don't mind but like just 4% national too just seems bad on a 13 game slate just a personal opinion on the blue line Roman Yossi 7500 Jake told me I have to mention him otherwise I have to dye my beard purple so Roman Yossi like him at 7500 
T.S. Ekholm, don't mind him at 2,900. On the Islander side, Adam Pellick is probably the guy for me. Yeah, Matias Ekholm probably um, on the Nashville side just because of his price. Um, Noah Dodson's peripherals have just been absolutely monstrous of late. I don't know if that continues here against Nashville, but um, he's not really coming in with that much ownership, like 2 to 3%, and he's a guy that could absolutely put up, you know, 20-plus DK points. Um, you know, just through his peripherals alone, let alone any point, any goals or assists that he gets. So I kind of don't mind Dobson here um, in that 6K range. Um, as long as, like, I don't think I'd have him in single entry, but if you're playing a bunch of lineups, I'd definitely be considering him. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Yeah, especially with the way he's been playing. I don't mind that. Uh, the Islanders' minutes concerns on D are always weird, but he can get there easily. Pittsburgh Penguins, 3.2 total heading into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.3 total. Tristan Yari, Philip Gustafsson confirmed. Both of these goalies are cheap. The DK goalie pricing today is just weird. Anyway, uh, for the Wild, Freddie Gaudreau now on power play one, moving Matt Boldy down to power play two, so that top line is fully correlated. Um, Second line of Mason Shaw, Connor Dewar, Matt Boldy, that just is – the weirdest line I've ever heard of in my life. Third line, Joel Erickson Eck, Marcus Felino, Brandon Duhame. I would imagine they're going to go out against top comp now, which is the Sydney Crosby line. They flip-flopped Raquel and Rust because Gensel, Crosby, Rust have just been getting absolutely caved the past few games, which has been weird to see, but they needed to make that change. I don't know. Pittsburgh's uh, penalty kill, not great. Tristan Yari lost the starting job, not great. Tristan Yari in net tonight. I like Minnesota 1. What do you see? <laughs> Um, I'll, the one that stuck out to me was Pittsburgh too. um, getting Brian Rust back on that line. Like, I don't know why they ever broke up Rust and Malkin. They just really play well together and have for years now. Um, they panic and broke them up. And then the team lost like, I don't know, six out of seven games or something like that. And it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But, um, yeah, it is that Pittsburgh second line. Um, they've been excellent this year offensively in a small sample. 5.4 expected goals for, 5.4 actual goals for. Um, they've been elite um, going back a couple of years. You know, Russ and Malkin and Zucker all together. Zucker's been shooting a lot um, so far this month. Um, I think he leads the Penguins in five-on-five shot rate uh, so far this month. So the problem is, is... Over the last 10 games, Minnesota's been one of the best defensive teams in hockey, like much closer to what they were last year or the year before. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe they didn't have a bad four or five games to start the season and now have really settled in. So, like, I'm going to be honest, there isn't a stack I really like in this game. Like, you know, if you're asking me to pick one line that I like, it would probably be that Pittsburgh second line going into hopefully with some bad um, Minnesota depth with some, you know, uh, young players, some, uh, you know, unknowns, et cetera, et cetera. But all, all around, there's not a stack that I like in this game. So, uh, you know, if you want to go with a perfectly correlated Minnesota top line, um, yeah, no problem doing that. Ownership's fine, projecting well. But um, this isn't a game where I'm looking for a line stack, to be honest. Going to disagree with Cliffy, which is a rare occurrence. I am in on Minnesota one. I like them against a poor Pittsburgh penalty kill, and I have no faith in Tristan Yari. Just me, though. Uh, let's move to the blue lines. Latang. I don't know. Like, I mean, he had six shots last game. I think that's as many shots as he had in the six games prior to that. Yeah, he tripled his season output with six shots on goal. But like, yeah, I mean, like fifty three hundred. Like, he's capable of putting up big numbers, and I don't know, maybe in the mix. Um, on the Minnesota side, Jonas Brodeen's probably my favorite play. Five by Spurgeon. If you want to. Keep going back to the well with Kellen Addison. I think that's fine. Uh, Matt Dumba, 3,600, also good. Uh, yeah, Matt Dumba was the guy that kind of stood out to me. Um, he's projecting nearly as well as Brodeen is for relatively the same price at a fraction of the ownership. So um, Dumba is a guy that can put up a big game like a few times a year. So don't mind him here tonight. 
yeah. So let's move on to the Fochart boy. Anaheim Ducks with a 2.6 total heading into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.5 total. Ducks never confirm goalies, but it's probably going to be Gibson. But imagine we see Hellbuck in net for the Jets. Both top lines fully correlated here. One is getting 5x the ownership here. Winnipeg one getting, I think, is the chalkiest line we have at the night for good reason. The Ducks awful defensively, awful on the PK. Top line fully correlated, despite, you know, Sam Gagne being on there. Maybe he kicks it back to 1997 and has a great night. Uh, Winnipeg 2 also getting a lot of ownership. I think for me it would be Winnipeg 1, but, like, you have to decide what you want to do with the ownership. Don't mind getting to the Ducks' top line here is Egress, Terry, Henrique. They're fully correlated. Winnipeg generally struggles on the penalty kill. They get bailed out by Hellebuck, though. Yeah, I mentioned Anaheim 1 in um, in that picks article. Uh, here today the reason being that that top line Zegers Henrik and Terry has been dynamite so far this season 3.2 expected goals for 4.7 actual goals um all playing the same power play uh have been playing like 19 to 20 minutes of late um you know there isn't a Winnipeg line that's really uh, a concern for a matchup um they're probably going to see a fair bit of that uh, Dubois, uh, or sorry, a bit of the Winnipeg third line. The Winnipeg third line has just been a mess, you know, guys going in and out all season. So, like, considering that Anaheim's not really coming in with that much ownership, about three to four percent, Anaheim one's one of my favorite, like, mid range lines, like that 15 to 18k range on DraftKings. They're one of my favorite lines, uh, honestly, here tonight. It's just, you know, you're facing Connor Hellebuck. Um, he can shut down anybody. That's just always the concern. Uh, on the Winnipeg side, like I, I think the ownership is just too high for full stacking Winnipeg two. Um, I think it would be Winnipeg one or nothing, especially where Winnipeg one gets sent out against second and third lines. And uh, the defensive numbers for the Anaheim second and third lines this year have been really, really bad. So it's both top lines that I like here tonight. But if I wanted to get a little bit contrarian, it would probably be uh, the Anaheim line, though. The Winnipeg top line is going to project better. Um, they're, um, you know, projecting for six and a half more points um, by our projections anyways. Um, it's just, you know, they're coming in at one-fifth the ownership um, of Winnipeg. So it's both top lines here for me. Um, it's a great spot for Winnipeg. That's why they're so high on. It is one of the best spots on the entire slate, and they're, you know, much cheaper than Boston. So, um, you know, maybe turn it into a power play stack. Uh, take off Gagne, put in Dubois or something like that if you're if you're worried about ownership. But uh, I'll say Winnipeg power play Anaheim one for me. Yeah, I always take stands on Winnipeg, and if they're going to be chalk on a 13 game slate, I'm fading them. If they burn me, tomorrow's a new day. Um, yeah, I just don't want to play like 15 percent Sam Gagne in 2022. <laughs> it just feels atrocious. So feels I'm just not going to do it. Feels fishy. Yeah. Let's move to the blue line. Supposedly Cam Fowler is running the top power play unit. I just feel like Klingberg will eventually take that back, although Klingberg's been terrible this year. Morrissey, you know my thoughts on Morrissey. I don't like him, but at 4,800, you include him. And you go about your business. Yeah, I, there's just really not much for defensemen that I like in this game. I guess um, Kulikov is fine at 3,400. You can put up some blocks on DK. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. So let's move on to the people's main event, we call it. Maybe. Arizona Coyotes. Matias Maselli season. Uh, they have a 2.3 total heading into Vegas. The Golden Knights have a 4.1 total. Vijmelka probable. Logan Thompson probable. Vegas won. Been very good. Not getting super high ownership here. I guess they're kind of priced in no man's land, right? They're more expensive than Winnipeg, one in a great spot. They're cheaper than Boston, but like they're kind of in that like mid range where maybe they get overlooked a little bit. I think they come in higher than what they're projected, but like it's not egregious for a 13 game slate. I am in on Vegas one. You want to go to Vegas two? I think they're getting a bit pricey for me. Nothing too much on the Coyote side. Yeah, I'll just mention briefly Lawson uh, Krause might be the only guy I would consider on the Arizona side. At least he's been shooting a bit so far this month, getting 16 to 18 minutes. 
you know, Arizona does tend to draw a lot of power plays, so maybe you get some power play time. He's literally the only guy that I would consider uh, on Arizona. On the Vegas side, I agree with you with the Vegas top line. They've just been way too good uh, to ignore here. Um, you know, a little bit expensive. So I, I think Chandler, I think you can leave Chandler Stevenson off. Like maybe he gets there because he gets three assists. If he Alex Wenberg's his way to value, then I'll just say, okay, um, go right ahead. Um, but for me, it's it's especially a two-man of Icon Stone here that I like. Arizona, um, amongst the most penalized teams in the league, uh, those guys play the power play together. Um 4.1 expected goals for 5.6 actual goals for in their sample. They've just been excellent. So yeah, Vegas one for me. On the blue line, there just really isn't anything that I really want to play. Like Petrangelo, if you want to correlate, is fine. But like he's a hundred dollars less than Yossi, and he hasn't had Yossi type season at all. I guess you can put him in because this is an excellent power play spot. I just you know I don't think I'm looking for my blue liners in this game. The only guy that kind of sticks out to me is Josh Brown for Arizona, 3,500 DK. Um, with Arizona, with Vegas's shot rates, he could, you know, put up a huge block game. So he'd be the only guy I'd really consider. Yep. About five minutes left, two minutes or two games to get through. New York Rangers, 3.1 total heading heading into Seattle. The Kraken have a 2.8 total. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, Marty Party Jones confirmed for the Kraken. Rangers not getting much ownership here. Seattle has been pretty good defensively. Even Marty Jones has played well. Like we talked about at the top, like the kids line fits well with Boston one. They're probably the, honestly, the only line I might full stack from this game. There are some bits and pieces that I would use for the Rangers, like power play guys, obviously on the Seattle side. I don't know if I'd full stack anything, but if I would, it would probably be that Matty Beniers McCann Everlay line. Uh, yeah, I don't mind Kreider and Zibanejad here. Um, even Jimmy VC has been shooting quite a bit um, for uh, the Rangers, at least on a per minute basis. Um, Kreider and Zibanejad are going to see that Wenberg, Schwartz, Burakovsky line. And, and Wenberg and Schwartz haven't been that good defensively uh, this year. Um, 3.2 expected goals against per 60 minutes. They've actually been bailed out by Seattle goaltending, if you can believe it or not. Um and that Rangers top line has been pretty good um, in a small sample with VC there. So I don't mind Rangers, I, you know, especially Kreider's advantage out here. I think Kreider makes a pretty decent one off at like 1% or whatever as well. So uh, Rangers one for me, Rangers two, not until uh, Barclay Goodrow uh, gets sent to the fourth line. Yeah. And they got no one to put him up there with really, but that's for another time on the blue line. Don't mind Kendra Miller or Jacob Truba on the, Seattle side, Carson Soucy or Hasta La Vista. It's Soucy season, baby. He played, uh, he's been playing 18 minutes of late. It's a bot. It bothers me when he's playing 15 or 16, uh, 18 minutes at 2,600. I think that's Soucy season. Hell yeah. Let's get to the last game of the night. Detroit Red Wings, 2.9 total heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 3.1 total, possibly Nadelkovich. James Reimer. Are we uh, shaping up for a late night shorking here? Yeah. Seattle or uh, San Jose's top line is getting a fair bit of ownership, nine to 10%, but they get sent out against opposing second lines. And that Detroit second line, Kubelik and Kopp has just been absolutely God awful this year. Uh, 3.2 expected goals against 3.7 actual goals against, uh, 1.5 expected goals, four per 60 minutes. They're just getting ran out of the rink. It's a really good spot for the San Jose top line. They've been really good since Kevin LeBanc got there. Ownership is a little bit high, but I honestly think it's fine. This is one of those spots where I don't care if they're 7 or 8%. I think it's a pretty good matchup for the San Jose top line here. So San Jose won. If you're playing 150, don't forget your Detroit top line. They're coming in with almost no ownership, except they're really donkey effing their power plays around. Um, it's true with Raymond and Bertuzzi on the second unit. So that really bothers me. San Jose one is what I like here. And it's not particularly close. Yeah. The ghost of Jeff Blashill still behind the bench for the wings. Apparently um, in net, I like Igor, Bob Hart, maybe Soros, Corpusalo, Frank, who's like, especially like Soros and Igor on DraftKings. They're so cheap. Soros is seven K Igor 7,300. Anyone else to add in net? Uh, Vasilevsky, I don't mind his price uh, here tonight. I think Calgary could put up some shots as well. I don't mind James Reimer in that San Jose game either. He's been playing well. 
Um, and he's not, he's 7,100 on DK. So I'll take it. I have a feeling this is Haas, but there's a super chat from 199. Thank you very much. I think it's a Niehaus account. It's from Nino, but he says, please share your thoughts on White Cloud. Thanks. Do you want to play him? Good luck. Not very interested. Yeah, it's just not enough minutes typically, and he's he's a guy that that we like to get blocks from, and Arizona's not a hot shot, high shot volume team. That's yep. kind of the issue. Uh, who's your hat trick pick? Uh, just talked about in the Vegas game. Um, you said they're getting expensive, but I don't mind Jonathan Marsh so here tonight. He's my hat trick pick. I am going to go with Kirill Kaprizov. All right, let's go. Kirill and Marsh so. Let's so go for uh, some Cliffy. I'm your host. Josh Harris, we'll be back Saturday morning, 9 a.m. We'll see you then. BetMGM, thank you for being our sponsor. We love you. We'll see you in Discord. See you on Twitter. See you Saturday. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.